Previously on Bleak Prospect. Whatever we might find in this place, if it's anything to do with what Hawks was up to, I, I haven't got a clue about that, and nor does Maureen. We need you, Doc. This poor boy has just escaped from this place. You saw the state he was in when he stumbled into the road. He'd just run away from here, and we've brought him right back. You're saying this place did this to him? Well, uh, do you have any different idea? Help me. Help. Please. Who's there? Who's there? Didn't Rothstein say that he got got himself killed, probably? Uh, That he wouldn't allow it, that the Miskatonic wouldn't have allowed it on their grounds? Yes, you're right, Tom. I think he was doing something in that building. Like he turned it into his own little... Yes, laboratory... Maybe something went wrong here. Maybe it did. It's tall for a spider. Uh, uh fuck and it off. just sort of like fuck right off. Lollops through the grass. No, 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 no. And the name just pops into your head, Tillingast. Tillingast resonator. While we're here, Thomas. While we're here, and then I dash away from you, and I, I try and just put my hands over my eyes and just try and see what's in the glass. Like, I saved the baby. I saved the baby. I've got it. It's all right. I've I've got the baby. Esther, Esther, come on, Esther. Please, Esther. The Apocalypse Players present Bleak Prospect. A Depression-era scenario for Call of Cthulhu 7th edition by Scott Dawood from the Nameless Horrors Collection. Starring Dan and McAleer as former socialite Maureen Frame, Joseph Chance as former businessman Thomas Dolan, and Dan Wheeler as former medical doctor Nathaniel Coombs. The Keeper of Arcane Law is Dominic Allen. Chapter 5 What the Doctor Saw We pick things up outside the house there is there's this big dilapidated almost ruined colonial mansion next to it this very sturdy windowless building into which thomas dolan and maureen frayne have disappeared the door is partially ajar dr coombs is stood near the car are you holding billy or he's in the car he's in the car i'm sorry you've got an eye on him i've got an eye on him an eye on them Trying to hold that middle ground. So they've disappeared into this into this building. They've been gone for a while. You hear them talking a bit. Maybe you can just about make that out. You can, you know. Um, but then it's quiet. It's weirdly quiet, except for this the sound of air, like a like a wind, gentle for a, a gentle breeze around the house. Just. Can you give me a medicine roll? Yes, I'd love to. 
Yep, that's some regular success. Your attention is drawn to the car window, and you look at Billy Spitzer curled up on the back seat. I mean, it probably doesn't take a, a, a medical genius to work out that he is really ill, but you realise that despite whatever unnatural phenomena you've experienced with Billy, he is also cut and wounded. You've tried to patch him up as best you can, but it occurs to you that he needs a hospital in the next couple of hours, really. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wanted to take him straight there, you'll remember. Um, but, uh... <laughs> well, I mean, you've got you've got the means. I know. I know, but I'm thinking, I'm weighing up my... Don't have the means, mate. Don't have the means. Don't have the, the, the moolah. No. I think you would need moolah. Well, I've got, I've got a good contact at the hospital. Yeah. Dr. Cavendish. Um, but I think I'm weighing up the ethics of mm. this boy in the back of the car who's in a bad way anyway. Mm. The two people who have run into a building who aren't in quite such a bad way and maybe need my assistance and then potentially there's a girl here and potentially there's more children here. Who knows? So I'm thinking, trying to remember my Hippocratic Oath. <laughs> and um, I... Uh, they've been gone... If they've been gone a while, I think I... Um, I think I just open the door a touch and I say, "Hold on, Billy, Billy, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll be back for you. Just hold on, S stay strong." And he I, says, um, "He says, P please, Doc, help, help." And then a bit of bloody sputum sort of he coughs up, and as he does, as his body convulses. Oof. This sort of little shower of skin flakes falls off of him. Oh God! I, I really it's like really bad dandruff all over the back seat. I really gently dab his mouth, like like so carefully because I don't want my hand to phase through his face. <laughs> um, and I, I sort of equally gently brush his forehead, sort of to brush his hair off his forehead. As you do, all the skin sort of sloughs off. Oh, my God. Um, not all of it, but, you know, a good amount. Enough to be upsetting. <laughs> Enough to be upsetting. And I, uh... His skin feels papery and... You've got to stop using the word sloughs. Can I, can I make a formal request that you never use the word sloughs again? <laughs> it's too disturbing. I really enjoyed it. I, yeah. I think... I think in my heart of hearts, I know that even a hospital might not be able to do anything for this boy. Mm -hmm. They could bandage up his wounds, but, like, he's got a very, very bad case of what we are all suffering from in the camp, as far as I can mm. tell. Mm. So I sort of close the door and, like, kind of wipe a tear away from my eye and um, cock my revolver and start walking towards the building where I've seen these two go. As you do, uh, you hear you hear a voice that you may or may not have heard before in the in the grass uh, help help is someone there help please please help me without stepping off the path can i see anyone in the grass i need a hard spot hidden okay great no no good no good so i'll just say um Who's who's there? What 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 affliction are you suffering from? It, 
It's me, Johnny Reese. Do you know me? Do I know Who, him? Who's that? Uh, you give me an education roll. You might know him. Regular success on my education? Yeah, you've heard of this guy. He's a, a local homeless guy. He's been around the town for ages, obviously. He, 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 was, he was hanging around homeless before the Depression really began. Right. He's a fixture, a local fixture. Uh, Johnny, can you, uh, can you crawl this way? Follow my voice. Crawl towards my voice. I can't move. I can't move, mister. There's something wrong with me. What? What's wrong with you, Johnny? Oh, I can't breathe too good. I can't breathe. There's something inside me, mister. Hold, hold on, Johnny. I'll, I'll get help. I say, I lie, and um, I, I carry on down the path towards the building. As you move towards the building, you hear something strange coming from inside it. You hear raised voices, not shouting, but just raised. But you can't make out what they're saying. Do I recognize the voices? Yeah. You're fairly sure it's Thomas and Maureen. And then you hear a gunshot and a smash then it sounds like maybe sobbing, maybe soft laughter. It's, it's really hard to be sure. And then there's this unnatural scream. Really horrible, long, weird scream. It's not something you've heard before. Or is it... Give me an intelligence roll. Okay. Yeah, that's a hard success on my intelligence. With a hard success, you realise you have heard it before. You've heard it in your dreams, in your nightmares. But then, I'm going to say with the hard success, there is an element of doubt even to that. That maybe... It was in between dreams. Maybe you've heard it. You've heard it just before you've dreamt in the real world. But it's definitely not been made by. You don't know how a person would scream like that. Mm. The scenario is so horrible because you look at your sheet and it's, it has no answers for you. There's really very little <laughs> to rely on, isn't there? It's it like, has no answers. It's got no answers. It's, I'm, it's worse than it being me, like, dressed how I am right now, carrying nothing. And we all know that worse that's, that. you know, that is kind of our worst... We all know how useless I'd be. Our worst nightmare would be... You, you aim for your investigators in this game to at least have some skills or possessions that will elevate you above your... Your own self. Base, useless self. <laughs> this is the reverse. I don't know what you're talking about. For me, Maureen's far more skilled and, than I am. And then it's coupled... Same credit rating as well. Coupled with the fact that, like, I don't... Not even my knowledge of the mythos is going to help me because no. this is something none of us have encountered before. It's horrible. Yeah, it is genuinely. I'm going to say... Oh, how much of a bastard do I want to be? I think I'm going to need a power roll. Yeah, But enough. because of your... Because of where you are... I only need a regular success. Oh, gee, thanks. Is it something I can push? Hmm. If you can think of a way. Yeah. I can think of a way. Well, there's a will. A will to power. Hmm. I think I, I, I hear this horrific scream, and I summon up all the pain 
that I've been bottling up as a as a doctor treating these poor people mm. in this shanty town um, in Hooverville mm-hmm. for over, over the past year, however long. Seeing like death and pain daily, and and trying to not show any pain, and I respond to this horrible scream with my own guttural expression of rage rage and grief against the circumstances that we find ourselves in innocent people find ourselves in so i let out this almighty scream primal scream fantastic um and it makes me feel powerful (laughs) (laughs) and i pass my power nice nice you you scream back at whatever this thing is and it and it's enough to subdue the sound in your own ears so you just focus on your own scream and all these thoughts that come up and feelings and you feel dizzy and you feel nauseous and suddenly a headache like a um what do you call them like a stress headache passes over you really really sharply Mm. And you think for a second you're going to faint. But then you you steady yourself and you keep breathing and the feeling subsides. You still feel dizzy and a bit sick, but the pain goes away and you realize you're not going to you're not going to pass out. And now I yell, "Maureen! Maureen!" No answer comes. "Dolan! Dolan!" There's nothing. Is the door ajar to this particular... Yeah. And it sounded to me like the, scri- the scream was coming from within this building, right? Yeah, for sure. <sighs> Fucking hell. Am I, am I close to the other buildings as well? The other little outhouses? Yeah, they're not too far away. I think I might sort of like... Cir- maybe I'll circle round this building. Is, is it like a round square? Uh, it's rectangular. And it's no, it's rel- square, in fact. It's pretty much square. Relatively small. I think oh, I can tell you the exact dimensions, actually. Just trying to picture whether it looks like a sort of one-room building or whether it's a complex. Let's not get into multiple dimensions. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, 20 foot long on each wall. So not enormous. No, fine. So maybe a big room. It might just be a big room. Like a it might just be a big room. Little, like a barn. Um, you know, well, I've heard this horrible noise from in there, so why would I want to go in there? Why would I want to go in there? Because we're in there. Save us. No, I'm joking. <laughs> well... Um, I'll, I'll circle. I'll circle round it, looking to see if there's any windows, any other, any other, anything other than this obvious door. Mm. There isn't. As you make your way, uh, sort of picking through the grass around the building, the only thing you notice are thick electrical cables running from the sheds to this building. They also seem to run to the house but there's no windows or doors except the door that's ajar. I'd like to follow one of the electrical cables that goes to one of the sheds. Uh, sure. So there are, there are two large wooden sheds next to each other. There's a smell in the air, a little bit like uh, diesel, old diesel. Okay. Does it smell like it's coming from one of them in particular or both of them? No, it's just a general smell in the air in this area. Fine. I go up to one of the sheds and... See if I can open the door. Yeah, the door opens easily. I mean, it creaks, but it it opens. And inside is uh, two diesel generators. 
there's also other stuff in here. The sort of things you'd keep in a shed, really. There's lanterns, uh, lamp oil, gardening implements, you know, quite rusty looking. Mm. Picks and hoes and that kind of thing. Various tools that you'd have domestically. Um, and there are five large drums, big metal drums, that you presume are fuel. Deep. Diesel, yeah. Diesel, yeah. Um, maybe I'll go and give them a little tap and see if whether they're full or empty. Most of them seem to be full. One of them is more or less full. Okay. Does it appear to me that the generator is running power from here to the building rather than vice versa, right? Yeah. Yeah. It seems that, assuming the other shed also has two diesel generators, it seems like these sheds power that building and the house. Right. Do you have any uh, electrical repair or uh, anything like that? Or mechanically the base? I might as well roll. Or or a hard education roll. Well, I've rolled an extreme education or I probably passed anything. I rolled a 10, so I probably passed amazing anything you like, even the base. (laughs) It occurs to you that these must produce more electricity than a house even of this size would ever need yeah it's a lot yeah so two things occur to me the first is what time of day is it is it dark could i make use of one of these lanterns it's not completely dark yet it's it's probably getting on uh and it is winter i think i might prepare winter is nearly on with a lantern yeah um fine and then the other thing is is there an obvious way to switch this generator off the generators aren't on oh yeah oh but the, it appears there's an easy way to turn them on huh uh easy way to turn them on in a way perhaps things can't get any worse than they are already famous last words i'm gonna switch them on so you turn them on and they begin to chug 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 they seem to be in perfect working order and I'm, I immediately stick my head out the door and see whether there's any movement or noise from the the building where my friends are, where I think my friends are. There's no noise from that building, but you do notice that the main house, some lights come on upstairs in the upstairs windows, and probably the downstairs windows as well, some of them. I'll go into the other shed and switch on the other generator. Other yeah. generators. Chugga, 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 chugga. And now I will go back to the scary building. <laughs> Excellent. So, you make your way over to the building and you find yourself at the threshold of the door. The lights are on, I think, because I think, uh, Thomas or Maureen, did you try the light switch when you were in there? I don't we didn't. Know. We didn't because there was no power, so... Yeah. We, we, we... But did you try it and then discover there was no power? If there was a switch, uh, I'm surely sure we would have done. Yeah, because we were using yeah. we were using the, the the lighting method, weren't we? We were yeah. We'd 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 taken the um, pampas grass and lit the pampas grass in these sort of erupting bursts of light that yes. then fade mm. very quickly. I, I could almost see those clumps of ash flying through the air, thick, fast, as the thing sort of evaporated and cast terrifying shadows. That's the last thing I remember before the scarlet fever took hold of me. Right. Mm. And, and for those of you listening at home, that's actually real. That we think he has got scarlet fever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We think. We think. We think. 
You've not missed the point of the story. That's Dan. <laughs> four of the four of us are doctors. We do know what we're talking. Oh no, we're not. Oh, we're not. So Victorian. Well, let's say the lights are on. Great. If they're not, then if they're not, I switch them on. Fine. You're confronted by a strange sight. The building itself is nearest the door. There's all this sort of electrical equipment and these panels. There's a really big switch. You know, one of those big chunky handle switches that's like... Um, The light switch is much more... It's a typical light switch. But it looks like this big switch powers the, uh, the bank of panels. There are workbenches down either side of the room and... Uh, they've got all sorts of stuff on them, all sorts of weird items. There's thick leather aprons and welding masks. Big, these big metal forceps, three foot long things, these nets of thick rope. There's all these knives and daggers and machetes. There's a strange wooden box. In between the workbenches is a huge circle of, of metal with sort of electrical equipment attached to it and the circle of metal is warped it's sort of twisted like a crisp like a pringle (laughs) is it obvious to me whether it is whether that's the way it's been made or whether it's um has been warped no way to be sure okay it's also carved with strange designs of course it is and there are various stains around the circle as well. (laughs) Of course there are. The air stinks of ammonia, sort of pissy smell and and vomit, that kind of stomach lining smell. Yeah. But also like really strong spices. Slightly sweet and spicy. And lying on the floor besides uh, a, a smashed tank and lots of water, dirty water, are two figures, Thomas Dolan and Maureen Frayne. They appear to be completely unconscious, and they are lying in a kind of embrace, almost as if... It's weird, but it's almost as if they they are holding each other in a waltz position, but horizontal. Okay, well, I, I, I edge towards them, um, but as I do, I sort of look around to see if I can see any sign of um, the thing that made this noise, assuming it wasn't them. My assumption is still that it wasn't them that made this noise. How hard are you looking around? I'm looking around more than I'm edging towards them, if that makes sense. I'm prioritising looking around. All right, then. But I mean, I'm happy to... Give me a, give me a spot-hidden roll. Oh, I'm going to fail that, but... I think that's a fumble. Oh. My, because the base spot hidden is 25, and I've rolled a 98. That is a fumble, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So you're looking around the room, trying to f- trying to see if there's something in here that, that made that noise as you approach your friends. And then um, you see that between them, there also this... There's, a, there's something they're holding. You can't make out what it is. And perhaps involuntarily you pick it up. Because it looks to be about the size of a baby. Oh. 
and you hold it up and look at it and you can't really understand what you're looking at and then it starts to move and you realize that what you're holding is alive it looks like a monkey that's been turned inside out oh god it's just like blue veins and it has it doesn't have legs it just sort of falls away what you thought was swaddling is actually just its tail it has no visible eyes or anything just this sort of sphincter like mouth that opens and it's full of rings of long thin fish like teeth and it gurgles slightly at you and I think <laughs> I think seeing as it's a fumble I'm going to ask for a sanity roll and the consequences of failure might be bad yeah <sighs> yeah <laughs> it's a big die roll can I before I roll mm. can I ask you because I went in holding a lantern and a gun mm-hmm the lights are on, so I suppose it makes sense that I put the lantern down and I'm still holding the gun. Sure. I don't know whether that's going to work in my favour or not. Probably not. <laughs> yeah. Like in the Xbox game of uh, Call of Cthulhu, where if you spend too long in one room, he kills himself. I'm sorry, I feel like this is a question that I shouldn't have to ask at this stage in our careers, but can I spend some luck on my sanity roll? No, sadly not. No, that's a shame. I have failed by four points. Oh, oh shit. That is cruel, isn't it? Are you insane? I can't remember. Mm, not yet. <laughs> no, but I... He's am... the only one of us who had lost any sand up until this point. No, I'd lost lots. Yeah, he's, you're the only one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I see. No, I'm... I'm, I'm only one point away from um, insanity. So, I'm fucked. <laughs> I'm on 33 and I started with 40. So, yeah, I'm fucked. <laughs> Maximum damage, isn't it? Maximum. Nearly. Maximum sanity. You lose five points of sanity. I mean, one would have done it, so... Yeah, yeah. But it's five, so it's... Guaran- about guaranteed and, about. About and... And indefinite, right? That's what... The double whammy. Oh, fuck. <laughs> this is horrific. The system. The system wins. Party. Party wipeout. <laughs> Full party sand wipe out, really. Haven't had one of them for a while. Mm, we'll see. <laughs> you did warn us, perhaps four would be useful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In your defence, Dom. And we went, ah, it'll be right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so, you... Oh... See you next week, guys. (laughs) I think what happens is... Obviously, you're horrified. Horrified by this thing. And taking stock of the room, you realise it's some kind of heinous experiment Mm. that shouldn't be allowed to live. You forget your Hippocratic Oath in this moment. (laughs) if it applies to these sorts of things and you carry it at arm's length into the centre of this circle and put it down and you back up to the wall and hoping that electricity will course through it and destroy it 
you pull the switch. <laughs> the entire room starts to buzz in this horrible way, like, like being surrounded by static electricity. You feel your hair stand up and you start laughing maniacally. Like a, like a mad inventor, like some insane doctor from a pulp. <laughs> <laughs> your gun flies out of your hand as it like, like the, it's got this sort of powerful magnetic pull on, on certain things. And yeah, your gun flies out of your hand. Um, Thomas Dolan's, uh, belt. He sort of, he sort of gets dragged slowly towards the the metal circle by his belt buckle. You can, <laughs> oh god, the thing sort of gurgles happily as you're laughing and 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 yeah, things start to move like little, like everything's shaking and vibrating and everything's blurry and um, the hum, the noise of this thing is subsonic you feel your bowels loosen it's a brown note it's a brown note (laughs) every internal organ is vibrating your heart feels like it's going to explode and you feel this sense of wrongness and terrible anxiety Uh, but it's mixed with this kind of mania there is this heat haze like I say everything's blurry and then this sickly yellow light starts to form above this metal disc and then you see things moving these weird shapes floating in this column of sickly yellow air weird unnatural things legs and eyes and just amorphous shapes twisting and contorting and cavorting in this horrible saraband and then you flip the switch and it goes off and the thing is gone it's all gone and you collapse to your knees and weep <laughs>